Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. I want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus. To reach out, to reach out and touch him. And to tell him, to tell him I love. Open my ears, open my ears, Lord, and help me, help me to listen. Open now, open my eyes, Lord, I want. I want to see Jesus. And all the saints said, Amen. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate that. Stayed upon Jehovah. Um, again, I'm uh, working on something as far as a PowerPoint, but Dave sung a song uh, earlier. We're okay. We should be fine. We'll see. Um, we, um, he did a, a, power, a, a song earlier, and it was called Gentle Shepherd. And, um, uh, from the time that he did that song, I've been playing it almost every day. Uh, sometimes two, three times. Um, I have it on my uh, iPad, uh, computer. Um, I've gotten pictures together. Because it says, gentle shepherd, uh, come <laughs> and lead us. Well, um, we want to talk this morning about a subject that I think is very uh, important. It's one that I think would really help as far as uh, couples are concerned too because it deals with this whole idea of one another. Although it deals with the whole family of God when it comes down to one another. Let me just kind of key in here. Because as we look at this, we need to understand, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, no one is a maverick. You don't try to handle this thing alone. It's not cool or whatever you want to call it. It's not at all. In the moment you do it, let me put, maybe just put it out here. It's very foolish. It is sinful, and it operates outside of the will of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's foolish, it's sinful, and it operates outside out of the will of God. So why do you say it's sinful? If God tells you to do something in the word and you don't do it, then what is it? Sin. Okay, so I'm saying it's sin not because of my opinion. So it's not because, you no, know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm angry at this thing, and, you know, and I'm sick of this. And, no, 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 that's, that's no, no. Whatever I, I say, remember what I said. Whenever a person makes a statement, there's three questions you always ask. One, why did you say it? Two, what is your burden of proof? And three, how does it apply to me? You always ask those three questions. And so as we talk about this whole idea of one another, I think it's, it's key because uh, as we get into it, um, I want the Lord to really speak to our heart because we're talking about the whole, uh, whole theme of uh, embracing the concept of one another. And this morning we'll be dealing with that, embracing the whole concept of one another, one another. Let's bow in prayer. Father God, thank you for our time together. Help me, Lord, to be sensitive to your word, your leading. And then, Lord, I'm going to trust your word to deal with the hearts. 
Lord, also help me to be sensitive to the saints of God. Not to overwhelm them. But Lord, you're the one who gives the understanding. You're the one who gives the victory. And that's my prayer this morning. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you for what you're going to do. We'll be careful always to give you the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. And all the saints said, amen. So this will be a scripture-filled morning. What type of morning? <laughs> that means that we'll be going through scripture. Boy, that was a Bible teaching church. Yeah, boy, God, this going to be scripture after scripture after. But we're going to put it into context, and we're going to be dealing with three major, uh, major categories as we deal with one another. But the scripture is to validate these points to let you know it's very important and how it fits. So uh, as we move here, uh, we just, uh, this is like a, a springboard. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, the old man doing what you used to do before you were saved, acting crazy, okay? But through love, do what? Serve one another. Serve one another. So as we move on then, uh, uh, work, as we work on the definition, then uh, let's read it together. The state of being divinely connected to each other through the blood of Jesus Christ with the mandate to at all times operate as a family of God. We are to operate as a family of God. We are to operate as a unit. We ought to operate, there's, that's what it says, uh, the whole idea, don't leave your man behind. Uh, it's far from when I was in the service and when the guy it was, was um, what they call the um, uh, basic training, if a guy tripped the guy, the sergeant of trying to be tough, say, step on him, step on him, you know, well, that's not what you do in real life. If someone falls, you stop and you pick them up. And I think about the little race where, um, where they uh, had the, um, uh, the various uh, individuals who had what type of, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the uh, type of um, situation. Anyway, all of them were running and one of them fell. And oh, when that person fell, they all stopped. You know, they, they picked them up. They all locked uh, arms. And they ran toward the finish line together. And the, and the crowd went wow. They went wow because, you see, the whole idea was not winning. It was finishing together. The whole idea is not you being successful. If you're successful by yourself, when you're up there, it's going to be lonely while you're up there. Because you won't know who your friends are. So... The observation, the uniqueness and, and commitment of various uh, entities guarantees the quality and function of the whole. Now, that's a whole, that's a whole lot of words to kind of get you, get you thinking here. But when you, when you think about, um, like for instance, making it very simple. If you, if you um, ladies, if you're baking a cake from scratch and there are some of the things that you're putting, if you're going to leave out, well, I don't, I don't need that flour, and I don't need that egg, and, uh, I don't need, and so, so by the time you put in what you think you should put in, uh, you put that bad rascal, if the, if the oven doesn't blow up on you, uh, you, you wonder what in the world happened because what happened is, or you put it all in and they tell you to stir it. It has to stir it because it all has to be together when it goes into the oven. Don't just pile it all in the plate and then put it in the oven and say, I don't know, it just looks so terrible. I don't know what happened. It's because you're acting crazy. It all you because you see all of these. Each that's why each one of us have gifts. Each one of us has gifts. When you're saved, God gives each one of us various gifts, and your gift. If you are not using the gifts in the church, you're hindering or you're not helping the one another concept. What we should be doing, we're not. I was, I was going over the number of folks that have been through Chicagoland Bible Fellowship who were musicians. We want to pray for uh, Kevin, who was sick this morning, our uh, guitarist. But, uh, pray, but the various individuals who, who knew how to play the piano, who knew how to play the, um, uh, the, the trumpet, who, I mean, just, I said, and you mean to tell me they were sitting out there and did nothing? 
They did. Here we are trying to worship the Lord, and you sit out there and let us go through this doing nothing? And then you want to go to a place that's better? Then don't pollute it. See? So the whole idea is this. It's, it's, it's consists of being a part of the whole. And the question is, am I a part of the whole? Or am I, am I whole in, in the part, okay? Am, am, I, am I the one just kind of keeping things down in that area? This is essential in many of uh, uh, these areas, and I just kind of made a list. When we talk about the church, we talk about the politics, we talk about sports, we talk about uh, the culinary area in the area of food, you know, we talk about law enforcement. Each one of them depends on, they depend on one another. Everyone have their, their codes, everyone have their, their words, everyone operates, and you know I'm sorry, I should have put up their parents. Because really, the husband and wife should be on the same page at all times. So this might be a good time to, you know, even as couples, to just kind of look over and see whether, you know, this would be a good uh, uh, check time and see how, how you're doing with the one another situation, okay? Uh, check out your one another list and see whether you you feel. I can tell whether you're feeling now just by the you know by the expression you know, and we just every now and then you see me pause for a word of prayer. That's that's because of <laughs> convictions that you know. So I'll just stop and pray for a word of prayer and we keep on going. But the whole idea is this: is that as we go through the one another, if we're not together, if, if with the children, if you have children, what's going to happen is they're going to play you. They're going to play you. They know who to work with. See, just with the parents, they know who to work with. Uh, I, I, I remember when, uh, with, with, with Karen, I mean, she was struggling. And, um, and, uh, no, and, and, and Rebecca was doing that. And, 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 and Karen said, ah, and she, was, she was busy doing this. I said, I got this. I walked into the room, I said, hey. And that was the beginning of the lesson. You don't treat me like mama. And we're a team. And when, however you treat mama, you treat me. And if you have to talk to me, we have problems. Do we understand this? Okay. But you know, understand something. We love you. And that's how the family operates. They're, they're, we don't. And so then I know that's, we never, my children tell me, we never had to scream at our children. Never had to scream at our children. They learned the concept of the one another. And don't take your problems after you talk to mama to go and tell daddy. Because my mama, because Karen would say, well, what did your daddy say? That's the unity of the one another. When you have a church, when you have a group of people who understand the concept, you are unbeatable. You are, why do you think that the Cubs won uh, last year? The you just, I, I copied the strategy, I have it on my uh, computer. At the beginning of the year, he laid out everything that was important. And he was telling them about winning was not important. He said, this is not important. If you drop the ball, that's not important. The thing is that we support one another. And when the last play was made, and I know some are not Cub fans and everything else. You go to sleep at that point, bless your heart. But the whole thing is this, that as, as that happens, then you understand that it's the total ingredients and not just one person. Not just one person. Oh, Donald, go ahead. Let's keep, keep going here. And, and our introduction then goes on. There are no God-approved mavericks in, in the Church of God. Uh, kingdom living demands that we embrace our oneness in Christ, which will develop a king's sense of love and commitment to one another. That's my, my aim. And I, our aim is this. To challenge the pattern of our thinking and make sure that it flows with the will of God. That, that's my, my aim. To, to, to challenge how you're thinking, and then ask this question, is how I'm thinking flowing with the will of God? If it's not flowing with the will of God, it's flowing against or it's going against the will of God. Stop it. Stop it. Thinking it through. Let's consider at least three things that should be uh, on our checklist. 
So here's where we go checklist for it to come down to individuals or whatever case may be, the church, uh, marriages, whatever. Here, here's the outline. Number one, the boundaries. Number two, what is it? The service. Number three, the stability. Now, I want to start, start off with the boundaries because I want to start off with the negative stuff. Okay, so I want to put all the negative stuff out here that the Bible talks about when it comes down to boundaries. If there is a, a what they call camaraderie, if there's going to be a closeness with one another, then we have to have boundaries. We have to have boundaries. One thing I appreciate uh, with, with the board, there's some things that we discuss with the, in the board, and we say it doesn't move beyond the board. The disagreements, everything, doesn't move beyond the board. My wife says, how was the board meeting? It was great. You know, we got a lot of things done. You see? Um, I don't have to bring in personality. I don't have to do any of that because you know why? Because I'm committed to the one another. Because the moment that I mention the name of something else, because Karen loves me, she hurts by it. So if she looks at you real mean, uh, and it looks like she's taking a knife to cut a cake and there's no cake around, then you know that there's a problem, okay? So then, so, so that, that, that's why it's, it's, it's important then that we uh, have these boundaries. So let's get into boundaries. When it comes down to the boundaries, God, God has uh, identified and condemned these areas in our life that are very detrimental, and we are commanded to effectively deal with these spiritual flaws. All scriptures. Ready? Galatians 5, 16. But I say, walk in the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Whenever a person, whenever there's a conflict in a marriage, listen carefully. Whenever, and this is after 40 some odd years of counseling, whenever there's a conflict in a marriage, it never starts in the physical. Never, never. I would bet the farm never starts in the physical. That's why I always start in the spiritual, and I'll prove it here. You, you do not start in the physical. It starts in the spiritual. Somebody is not listening to God. So my question is, my question come is, why aren't you listening to God? Because she or he, no, 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 no. You mean to tell me then that your spirituality is dependent on whether that person functions? Right. So then if God takes that person, then you'll be spiritual. That's what, you, that's what you're telling me. See. So then the whole idea is not dependent on somebody else. And that's why the first thing when boundaries is, God says, it's like a, a, a child. You want to make sure they're safe? Put them in a, 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 a pen that they, that they can't climb. Because these, some of these kids now are really being real good climbers. So put them in a pen so you know where they are. And then you can get some work done. So set a boundary where they can go and they can flip and everything else. Okay. So Galatians 5.17. Let's read together. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the flesh are flesh against the flesh. I'm sorry. And these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Consider these negative verses. Ready? Colossians 3.9, let's read it. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. So we do a little checklist. I never lied to my mate. I never lied to my boss. I never lied to anyone. Uh, how, how many of you <laughs> were out lying this morning? <laughs> Oh, never lied. See, see what I'm saying? <laughs> watch him, Lord. Watch him. You know what I'm saying? So the, so the whole idea is, the boundaries is, we must speak the truth and love at all times. You know what it does? I can, I can trust the things you say. If somebody says something about you or says something, uh, anything, I say, I'm going to ask my mate. Because one person I know that will not lie to me is my mate. And if you're biblical, you won't lie. So if you're having problems in your marriage, my first question is, have you lied to your mate? Well, you see, the pressure was getting so, and I just wanted uh, him or her, maybe, to get off my back. So I had to tell a little, you know, we could see a little definition, you know, we, we had, I had to tell a little, a little white, white lie. No, I don't know what that looked like, you know. 
Uh, what about a green lie or a purple lie? Uh, it's still a lie, okay? A lie is a lie. But here's, here's the second one. Galatians 5.26, what does it say? Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Don't become conceited. Um, you know, no, when, when a person is conceited, um, you know that means that you're just, you're just a full of yourself. That's what it is. And when you're full of yourself, you usually get on somebody else's nerve. Have you ever run into folks who are full of themselves? And um, did it just thrill your heart to be around a person who's full of themselves? Even if you leave, they wouldn't know you left. I said, oh, were you around? <laughs> because they're, they're so full of themselves. They really think they, they run the show. They're it. And the Lord's, and then they finally come before the Lord, and the Lord says, you're not all that. See, but Lord, I thought that they are, but see, Satan lied to you. James 4.11, do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks evil against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a what? Judge. How did you get to the point of judging? And so, let's see how we're done with our test now. Do I lie? Am I conceited? Do I speak evil concerning the person? Not only speak evil, to whom did I speak evil and why did I do it? What were I trying to accomplish in the process? You see that if you destroy the one another, you are, number one, breaking God's heart. So I don't care how well you sing. I don't care how much you quote scripture. I don't care what you're doing. You have broken God's heart. You are not abiding in Christ. To abide in Christ is to obey him. You're not obeying him because you're doing all three or two of them, whatever the case may be. Okay. Galatians 5.15. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out. Watch out, <laughs> look out now, that you are not consumed by one another. You mess up the whole thing. Don't think that you can do something and there's no repercussion. If you're conceited, if you do this or that, then understand there's going to be a repercussion of it. And guess what? It's going to go into conflict and conflict and go into any area. We're just talking about we're just talking about bonding now. The boundaries. When we talk about the boundaries, um, the question is this: uh, Understand that uh, if we bite or, or devour one another, uh, watch out. In other words, there are consequences. Thessalonians five fifteen. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another. You see, you keep seeing that word one another, don't you? Every time, I'm going to keep throwing in your face, one another, one another, one another. It says, and so it says, see that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. You see the two, two groups here? The first one is one another. That's the family. That's the family of God. To, to one another. My, my job is... Number one, not to be prejudiced, not to treat you any different. If I've, if I've done that, if you feel I've done that, please come to me. I want to personally ask your forgiveness. If there's anyone, please, I'm, I mean this, because you are my brother and my sister in the Lord, and we need to understand we are part of this together. Okay? Um, I have a certain a type of personality. Uh, uh, almost, I've kind of think of like a Paul what part of it and uh, you know let's get this thing done uh, a kind of kind of a, a thing but there's a part where listen I understand I don't I don't want to put down your personhood I don't want to put down who you are I still realize that you are a person who have feelings you see you have an opinion and that matters that really matters you see? And so, so when it says, see that no one repays one uh, for evil for evil, that means that that person is keeping a black book, right? But always seek to do good 
to one another. If you're going to repay the person evil for evil, show me scripture where God gives you the permission to do so. Oh, I'm going to get even. Oh, good. That, that sounds like a plan. Now, is it a biblical plan? Man, get out of my business. Well, you, you, you're getting ready to do something that's negative, and all it's going to do is perpetuate negativism. You'll keep you keep doing something that keep that's what you keep planting. So don't don't plant um, uh, a corn seed and expect the apple tree to grow. Okay. James five nine. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. This time, the judge is not your brother; it's God. Don't grumble. I would think, I would think about Israel when they grumbled against Moses. Brought us all the way out here. It's, it's hot. No, no, hot, no water, no food. And, I, mean, they, I mean, they were, the Lord says, stand, stand back. I'm going to say, Moses, I'm going to wipe these folks out and I'm going to start all over with you. And Moses said, Lord, please, don't do that. He said, Lord, he said, these are your people. You delivered them. He said, Lord, if, if you do that to those people, then listen to what Moses says. The Lord, take my name off the book of life, out of the book of life. You see where his heart was? He said, Lord, I'm committed to the concept of one another. I'm, I'm, I'm committed to these people. That's the type of leadership God needs. That's the type of fellowship that God needs. And so he's, he's, he's saying this to the believers. So that when it comes down to... Um, Lesson in relationships. Do you grumble against one another? Well, James 9 says, do not grumble against one another. You don't know them. Do not grumble. Do you see a clause in there anywhere that, that I can, uh, that we can put? Do not grumble. You know where grumbling comes from? The act of not really communicating and understanding each other's heart. And the Lord says, you have the capability of doing it. Why don't you do it? And I give you the power to do it. Don't grumble. Don't speak evil. Uh, how are we doing our list? I know a lot of you are coming out with an A, right? And I'm so thrilled that you're going to have me crying when I see your grades. Oh, boy, yeah, boy. Uh, then um, uh, Titus 3.3. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days with malice and evil and hated by others and hating one another. See, that's the way we were. That's what we were saved out of. What do you do you think that you take that into being a believer? No, there is an there is a divine eraser, and uh, and you find it in First Corinthians five seventeen. If any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creation. Old things are washed away and uh, passed away, and behold, all things become what? New. So then, this whole thing of hating one another, not among believers, not among believers. Part two. Embracing the concept of one another are defined by these unique characteristics. Here's that word. What is it? Love. Oh, we walk into another room and oh, we can take a deep breath now. We get all that negativism out. As long as you understand the boundaries. If you understand the boundaries, we can move on now to another part that's very important when it comes down to love. And you find a, a, a plethora of scriptures, many scriptures that deals with that. Galatians 5.13. For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for, for the flesh, but through love, that's our starting verse, right? Serve one another. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should what? Love one another. This whole idea of loving is not an emotion. And those of us, you know, we've heard enough of the Greek of the agape and whatever the case may be. And the phileo, the phileo is, is like I love you like a friend. But agape is uh, uh, the whole idea is that uh, it's, it's what you do. I'm committed to you. And, and one of the things that I've been, I personally have been a recipient of, and I've seen this happen over and over again, is the love of the saints. 
when I had when I had cancer, uh, when my wife had the heart attack, and the, and the congregation have had all that was right there doing various things that took the pressure off of us. You didn't. A lot of you did not say, Pastor, I, we love you. Your actions put the stamp of saying, and that it said it by your actions. You didn't have to say it by the words. Some people are not word people. You know, they're action people. So what love does, that's why I said, God so loved the world. And how how do I know that? But here's the action. He gave his only begotten son. So this whole idea of love. Um, 1 John 2.23, and this is his command, that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. It's going to keep, now why is it that the Bible keeps talking about love? Very good answer. Because God is what? Love. God will not talk outside of what he is. His very essence is love. Therefore, he, has, he creates a family and they should function with what? Love. Because it reflects God who is what? Love. You got the idea? So then the whole idea is this. If I say I love you, it's saying I'm committed to you, and it's not based on what you say and what you do. You've heard me say this a number of times um, that I've said to each one of my, my children. I said, and I let them know, there's some things we disagree on. There's some things I do not like. But I do want you to understand one thing. I will always, always love you. Do you understand that? I will always love you. You'll never see me not loving you. And uh, a couple of them put it to the test, too. You know, they always take you to test time. Test time, see how you do And uh, And they'll take you to the test, and they realize it has nothing to do with emotions. It's dealing with commitment. Um, why? Because we are connected to one another. Sp- DNA and spiritual, we're connected. And when we're connected, there is no excuse for a flawed love in a relationship. That's why God keeps stressing it. He keeps stressing it over and over again. So we, fi- we find First John 4, 7. Let's read it together. Love, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever love has been born of God and knows God. If you love, you're born of God and you know God. Don't tell me you love the Lord and you know God and you hate me. Then you really don't know God. See, that's a contradictory statement. See? Um, so, First John 4, 11. Let's read it together. Beloved. If God so loved us, we also ought to what? Love one another. I mean, 1 John deals with it, doesn't he? 1 John 4, 12, what does it say? No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. His love is now mature in us. There's, there's a love. This love has to grow. Let God's love grow in you. So that when you see individuals, you see individuals that you can minister to and you're open for them to minister back to you. That's what happened with the one another relationship. That's what happens. Um, Now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have from the beginning that we love one another. 1 Thessalonians 3.12, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you. See what's keep going over and over again. 1 Thessalonians 4.9, now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. It's taught by God. God teaches us to love one another, to love one another. We ought to always give thanks to God for you, brothers, as it is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. One thing about believers is that not only that we, do we love, 
our love should be increasing. There's a lot of things I appreciate about Chicagoland Bible Fellowship is that regardless of the few, the activities and the, the silent work that you do behind the scene and you do it for one another and you don't broadcast it. You don't say, well, I went to see or I, this person gave me or this. They just, you just do it and you go from there. And when it goes down to tragedies and everything else, um, that they can depend on that. And uh, I was thinking about uh, Kim Richardson, where she lost her uh, stepfather on Sunday, and then I believe it was Monday or Tuesday, her mother died, you know. Um, and so she was uh, uh, overwhelmed with, uh, with both of those uh, situations, and, and then she had to find a, a place as far as the um, memorial. And she was saying, well, is it possible to have it at the church? I said, why, sure. Uh, sure, I have no problem with that. <laughs> Your family, that should be no big, big thing, you know. And so we kind of set up a date, and, and she was asking for some to help and all the other things. And I don't question that those who are free to do it will be here to help. <laughs> and you never have to worry about, well, is there any pay? Who's who going to pay somebody? No, there's no pay. Just show up, you know. Um, it, it's, not, it's not how much or just, just show up. Because you know what? Tomorrow may be your day. You never know. You never know. And that's why this, this love, this love is a guarantee. We can't, we can't guarantee tomorrow. All we're trying to do as a, as, as a one another is we guarantee that as we face tomorrow, we can, we can depend on one another. You got the idea? I don't know what tomorrow may bring. I don't know what, what's going to happen as far as our economy and everything else. But as we, as we did with, the, uh, with the, these uh, uh, athletes and what they did, they locked arms and say, we're going to finish holding arms one another. So we are finished holding arms, loving one another. That does not mean I agree with you on all things. But I'm saying I'm with you through all things. First Peter 1.22. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a, a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly, earnestly from a pure heart. 1 Peter 4.8. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly. Boy, keep saying that, isn't it? Since love covers a multitude of sins. You know, a lot of folks feel that if I mess up, I won't be accepted anymore. And, um, and they feel that I did this so I know what folks are going to think about me. It, it'll be good to know. And it's, it's not that... Um, it's not that it's my intention over all these years, <laughs> uh, and I'm almost at the finish line here, but all these years God has been good. I have no intentions to deliberately mess, it, mess up on God. But if Satan throws a stumbling block and I do stumble, can I depend on a believer just to come and pick me up? And wipe the tears and say, let's go on. Or will I come and, and find they bring out a list that they've been trying to harp on me for the longest. And while I'm down, stump on me. One thing that is so important among believers is to understand and to grasp the idea we are part of one another through storms and, and the times, and there are times when we are weak and the Lord says, cast all your cares upon him and some of us might act a little hard-headed in that area. But to know one thing, God loves you and you have believers that loves you irregardless. 
different personalities, different response, but you know you, they still love you. And they'll be there for you. Can you count on that? The same way it should be as far as uh, relationships, as far as marriages are concerned. I, I can un- that's why I can understand, uh, not agree with, that's why I can understand the, um, the police department. That's why I can understand uh, the doctors. When I think about the Mayas and what they went through, and when we tried to get someone to sign off, they knew it. They knew it was wrong. They knew the doctor was wrong. None of them signed off. They thought they said it was horrible and everything else off the records. It's off the records is horrible, but we will not put our name on it. I said, if they're committed to those little circles. How much so when it comes down to us as believers? That's so important, so important. Support. Bear one another's burdens. So fulfill the law of, of, of Christ. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another, uh, one another in love. And each one of us, everybody don't have a hallelujah day. Every one of us don't you know, wake up in the morning and everything is just beautiful. There's some times that you have to go through some tears and uh, and, I, and I think about uh, Ruth Ann Martin. Some of you might not know her. Many of you might not know her, but she was part of our congregation and she was uh, dying of a, a cancer of the cervix. And we was visiting her and she was she was saying that um, there's individuals who coming to visit her. And they came with their Bibles, and, and they were reading scriptures, and we know God's going to heal and everything else. And she said, oh, these miserable creatures. She said, oh, if they only go home. She said, but one person, she said, but here's what Ruth Ann Martin said. said, Pastor, there's one person that came. She says, that person sat for one whole hour. She looked at me and sat quietly and said nothing. And she said, God didn't tell me anything. And so I can't share. But I just want to be here with you. She said, that did more for me than all of those Bible-toting, scripture-quoting, Jesus loves you folks who keep walking in to my room. And because they, some, the, those who have the gift of mercy can feel that. Those who have the gift of mercy can almost feel when a person is going through something like that and, they, and they're hurting with them. But everybody do not have the gift of mercy. Some have the gift of administration. Boy, you're laying in this room, this place look a mess. Let me straighten out for you. I mean, some, some folks have that, that gift of administration. And so, so you have to overlook that. They, they mean well, but uh, wrong, wrong time. But but bear one another's burden. And some may, may come in with that and they know that the burden is a financial burden. And some with the, with the, with the gift of giving comes in and slip you some money very quietly, pray for you and walk out. Bear one another's burden. It doesn't say what the burden is, does it? Um, then, then it says about bearing with one another. Now that's a difference. One is when a person is carrying something, and then when somebody get on your last nerve. You, you, see, the, you see the difference in these two verses here. One is bear one another's burdens. They're carrying it. The other one is bearing with one another because there's a subject that you're dealing with, and this person seems like they're going to have their way anyway. So they haven't grown that much. So, hey, is it really that important? Then, then let it go. Let it go. It's not a fish that you're going to take home. Just let it go, right? First, uh, then First Thessalonians 4.18, Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another just as you are doing. 
Each time you, just, you keep seeing this encouragement. Here we're talking about support. We're talking about support. And so um, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord forgiven you, so you also, you see what the imperative? You what? Must forgive. Not should forgive. You must forgive. That's why in the Lord's Prayer it says, forgive us our debtors or forgive us our trespasses just like what? Just like I forgive them, Lord. So, Lord, if I don't forgive them, don't you forgive me. So the whole idea is that forgiveness must always be on the table. For forgiveness is the ground for reconciliation that keeps the one another together. See, I'm not hearing this. Okay. I'm just simply saying, if you want real joy and if you want direction, understand the essence of one another takes in all of these scriptures of, of, of that I'm reading to you right now. That's why I'm taking the time to just kind of tap on them for you, okay? Um, Hebrews 10.25, not neglecting to meet together is, is, uh, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day uh, drawing near. What day? The day of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As we begin to move toward our closing the message, I think it's important for us to, to understand this, that the day of our Lord Jesus Christ is coming. He might come today. As far as the agenda is concerned, everything on the agenda is ripe for our Lord and Savior to come. The Jews are back in the land. They are already gathering the material to rebuild the temple. The, the scene is, is just ripe. For this to happen, it just might happen. I don't know. But we have a responsibility to be prepared if that takes place. Okay? Honesty. Therefore, having put away false, uh, falsehood, let each one speak the truth with his neighbor. For we are members one another. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. Service as each receive a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's uh, varied grace. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Then when it comes down to stability, we're almost through. Stability demands a firm foundation, and for this to happen, we are faithfully, uh, faithfully follow these rules. We are to faithfully follow these rules. First, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with him, with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. Let the word of Christ get to dwell in you richly. How much are you in the word of God? How much are, really, when you, when you leave here this morning, when, when will be the next time you pick up a Bible? Okay. Uh, not unless you stumble over one or something like that. When, when will be the next time you pick up a Bible or look at God's word and let it speak to you? Okay, it says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. The more God's word dwell in you richly, the more rich you will become spiritually. Okay? Finally, brothers, rejoice. Uh, aim for re restoration. Comfort one another. Greet one another. Live in peace. And the God of love will, um, uh, love and peace will be with you. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord uh, uh, with your heart. One last thing. Being a family does, uh, that loves the Lord and committed to one another, which was instituted by God, how we flow and become blessed in the process depends heavily on our obedience to the word. As some didn't quite understand, but one time when we had prayer, we talked about dropping the mic <laughs> and, uh, and what that meant. But whenever you hear the word drop the mic, that means I'm done. I'm through. I'm finished. I'm not dropping the mic yet. <laughs> but the whole idea is this. It's important that you understand that when we're in the word and we let God's word really operate in our lives, 
will understand the concept of one another. And we will be, I don't care where we are or what we do, we will be an unbeatable team. Oh, we won't get a trophy here on earth. We might get more persecution. But understand, there are no mavericks. There are no separate entities that are doing the work of God apart from the whole per se. No, we work as one another. Now see how you flow with it. Because we all benefit from it. I needed to share that with you. My heart, my prayer is that you have received it. And as I pray for you this morning, my prayer is, oh God, help us to understand the concept. To, to embrace the scriptures to read the scriptures for ourselves. And not only that James says, be doers of the word, not just hearers, deceiving yourselves. Remember the little thing, the little catchy thing, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Deceiving yourselves. Let's bow in prayer. Father God, how we thank you for the saints of God. Thank you for your great love. Thank you for your word and what it has to say. Thank you for the gentle reminder. It's not about us. Help us to get that out of our mind. Our biggest problem is because we keep getting in the way. It's about you. So help us to get into your word. See how you want us to fit in the process of the one another, in relationships, as far as the marriages, in, in lieu of, um, of church, or whatever the case may be, that we will be faithful, Lord, to your word and to you. May you be glorified. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen.